Bob Elliott is the CEO and CIO of Unlimited Funds. They are an organization bringing indexing to the world of alternative assets and investing. He is a Bridgewater alumni and a macro investing expert. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal lives, more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've been a systematic uh, investor for a couple of decades. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, a majority of my career at Bridgewater Associates, which is the world's largest hedge fund, um, where I developed systematic strategies there. And after decades in the business, I increasingly recognize that most 2 and 20 strategies are really good for the manager and not that great for the investor. And the reason why that is, is that those managers generate good returns and then take them all away from investors and fees. And so that uh, got me to start to think about whether there was a way to bring the concepts of sort of low cost indexing, which obviously totally changed stock and bond investing into this world of two and 20 and also make it available for not just the uber wealthy, but for the everyday investor. And that's really what we're focused on at Unlimited is those low cost diversified two and 20 style strategies like hedge funds, uh, private equity, venture capital, but putting it uh, into a liquid structure like ETFs and making it available for every investor. Because there's no reason, you you know, if you have $20 to invest or $20 million to invest, there's no reason why you shouldn't have access to these sorts of uh, high quality returns. Well, there must be some reason because we don't currently have access. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think a big reason why that is, is the industry is just structured around very, very high fee, you know, structures that uh, enrich the manager and also a whole a whole feeling around exclusivity. Everyone wants to feel like they are you know exclusively getting access to the next great investment strategy, et cetera. And uh, what that means is that you know if you're an everyday investor, you know invest in your 401k or your taxable account or any of those things, you're basically locked out of these sorts of strategies, or even if you have a you know, relatively significant uh, set of assets, like $10 million, if you try to invest in these strategies, there's fees on top of fees on top of fees, and it's very tax inefficient, uh, all, all because the whole industry is organized around catering to those, those big institutional investors and not recognizing the value and, and putting together the structures that work for the everyday investor. That's really what we're trying to bridge that gap. Uh, you know, in the same way that, you know, Bogle try, bridged the gap between, you know, institutional equity managers and the everyday investor, we're trying to bridge the gap uh, there in terms of the these two and 20 strategies. Can you tell me what two and, tw- two and 20 strategy is quickly? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um, a two and 20 is actually a compensation scheme, not necessarily an investment strategy, but what it generally, and that's 2% fixed fee, which is 2% of, 2% of assets under management and 20% of profits. And almost all these, but what it really refers to is a, is a set of assets that uh, institutional investors uh, invest in. Things like venture capital, private equity, uh, hedge fund style strategies, private credit, all things you've probably heard of in the news, um, but all sort of fall under this umbrella of very, very high fee uh, and exclusive to, you know, only the uber wealthy and institutional investors. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. So you, you mentioned Jack Bogle, Vanguard. I think that so many people are familiar with that, how they pioneered index low-cost investing and democratized it. That's been nothing but a good thing. And that is important and it's a big part of the market. And But there is this whole world of alternative investments that you're talking about that the ordinary investor doesn't have access to for the reasons you've just described. If the ultra wealthy are investing in these things, does that mean everybody else ought to? What are the benefits? Well, I think if you look actually at why do the very wealthy investors actually typically generate better returns than the everyday investor, the difference is primarily around these alternative investment strategies. Uh, And so I think um, and, and the reason why that is, is those alternative investment strategies are basically sophisticated investment approaches that help generate returns that are on par with or, or better than sort of traditional index investing and also bring typically are brought with uh, meaningfully less risk, meaningfully less volatility. I'm sure, you know, many listeners have let's say you've been holding your 401k since 2000. Like how many times have you been through a 50 or 60% drawdown in that 401k, right? Um, or a 30% drawdown. And the whole point of these alternative investment strategies is to deliver stock-like or better returns, but have a lot less of that volatility, a much more consistent return. And so I think for you know, there's a reason, like if you go to the biggest institutional investors in the world, they have about 50% of their assets in these alternative investment strategies. About 50% is in sort of 60, 40 liquid markets, 50% in alternative investment strategies. And these are folks who could invest in literally any asset in the world. The reason why they put so much capital in those investment, those alternatives is because they generate such a high quality, they typically generate such a high quality, what we call risk adjusted return, which is the amount of return you're getting relative to the amount of volatility you're taking on uh, on an ongoing basis. So the 60-40 liquid market that you referred to, that's 60% equities, 40% fixed income, roughly speaking. And then there's this whole world of alternatives that they're taking advantage of. I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that, that it's potentially less risky. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think um, part of the reason why that is, is that these strategies are really centered on um, finding the best opportunities in the market. If you invest in, let's say, the S&P 500, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of risk in the S&P 500. There's lots of companies that, uh, you know, could do well at certain times, but also could do poorly at, at other times and uh, and have done poorly, right? Over the last, you know, we've had three drawdowns of 30 plus percent over the last 25 years, right, in the stock market. And what, for instance, in in the hedge fund space, what what those managers are looking to do is find uh, opportunities that generate similar returns, but just have less risk. So buying uh, assets or companies that are more cheaply priced or using other instruments like uh, hedges, I mean, in the hedge fund space, right, hedges that can uh, help protect in the event of downside risk in the market. And really, when you look at these strategies, in many ways, they're pretty boring to look at because what they are uh, are that they generate pretty good returns when things are doing well, and they gener- and they basically limit, they preserve capital when things aren't doing well. And if you put those two things together, actually, that generates a pretty good return over time with a lot less volatility. So it's more around the sort of like, in, in many ways, almost boring 
prudent risk management that is driving a lot of the uh, outperformance on a return relative to risk basis. So you are on the investment committee at Bridgewater. You are, you've just been doing this stuff for a long time. What was it that you said, you know what, it's time for me to try to bring this to more people? Yeah, I mean, I think for, for me, I, you know, I had a long career uh, as a, a systematic investor building proprietary strategies and, and actually my co-founder, Bruce, as well, had decades of experience doing the same thing. And I think, um, you know, the idea of starting our own hedge fund or something like that, which is what typically managers do, you work in a big manager and then you start your own fund, you know, it was not that interesting, I think, because it's been done before. We've been doing it for a long time. And I think for both of and you know, we're both quite successful at doing it. I think for both of us, the 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 exciting thing, the challenge, um, and the opportunity we saw was how can we bring these strategies to the everyday investor, to the to the investor that has, you know, twenty dollars or two hundred dollars or two thousand dollars so they can get access to those strategies. When I looked across the landscape, there's a lot of work being done to give people access to alternatives in all sorts of different ways. But the biggest problem with those is almost all of them are layering fees on top of fees on top of fees and are further enriching everyone but the investor um, that is putting their capital on the line. And the real big success for investors, if there's, you know, basically the biggest successes for investors over the last 50 years have been the advent of low-cost, accessible stock and bond investment strategies, as well as others, and, and in particular now the ETF wrapper. And so there's a huge opportunity, I saw, and in order to bring those sorts of sophisticated strategies to the everyday investor, with this core idea being more access, lower cost. And that's really what you know gets me out of bed in the morning. That's a that's a that's an exciting mission. Uh, to to build over time because if we can bring these strategies to investors, they can then you know have better, more consistent returns, less risk, plan for retirement better, you know have better life outcomes that come with you know a more prudent management of their uh, investments. It sounds great. So so you set out on this journey. How 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 long how how long have you been working on it now? I, it's kind of amazing. We've only been at this actually for eighteen months, um, which. Uh, uh, it's been quite the whirlwind, um, you know, starting our, you know, essentially starting our own small business from scratch, building the technology. Uh, we launched our first product a year ago. It's been in the market and is, you know, doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing in terms of, um, uh, in terms of bringing those, you know, a two and 20 strategy to the market. Uh, and now, you know, we're very excited. We, uh, we, we just raised a Series A in order to be able to basically build out a full portfolio of these investment strategies that we can bring to the everyday investor. So you you actually put a, a, a product into the market pretty quickly. Six months. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been. Um, you know, I think uh, I think in in part it uh, it's it speaks to the fact that um, we're we're really benefited that. From the fact that you know, both Bruce and I have decades of experience in this business, and really have uh, a lot of understanding about how these strategies work, and can quickly and efficiently craft 
our technology, which you know rep- essentially replicates how the managers are positioned in close to real time, we were able to stand that up pretty quickly based upon that that experience. And and the reality is, we were sort of in a unique position because most folks who have the skill set to be able to do that effectively, they're out there running two and twenty money, right? <laughs> they're running institutional money because it is a lot more. It's certainly on an initial basis, a lot more lucrative for them. And those people who are into low cost indexing typically don't have the skill set to be able to um, to actually bring, you know, sophisticated strategies to build sophisticated strategies because they're focused on how do we reduce costs and index more effectively. And so we were sort of uniquely positioned to start running fast right out of the gate. Fascinating. So when you're looking back on that, were you surprised by anything or has it gone exactly as, as you expected? Was anything harder than you expected or? <laughs> well, let, let's just say this, the, the, the life of a, a small scale entrepreneur working in a highly regulated industry is no easy task. Right. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it's part of the, I, I, I had, various entrepreneurial experiences before. And actually when I started at Bridgewater, which is now the world's largest hedge fund, there were, you know, it was, it was very small, <laughs> let's just say, and felt very entrepreneurial as well. And so I sort of enjoyed that, you know, learning all there is to know about, um, about, you know, a new industry, new area of the market, which is, you know, publicly traded 40 act products and all the regulatory infrastructure related to that building a business from scratch. But, um, you know, there's a lot. To, there's there's a lot more than it may seem on the surface. Everything from, you know, dealing with the regulators down to making sure that you're, you know, making your uh, your disability payments to the state of New York and such. <laughs> right. So many moving parts. I mean, just the the super basic stuff, um, which is really really hard. But then I was, I can't imagine it's easy to to try to bring a new investment strategy or approach into. The, the 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 mass market what is for lack of a better term the strategy of the current um offering you have and how many uh, more more are you looking to launch yeah our, our first work is really focused on the hedge fund space uh uh bringing those sorts of strategies to the market so we started off by creating a low cost essentially index fund uh which is intended to uh, uh, replicate the returns of the overall hedge fund industry, but at a much lower fee structure than um, than would be you know available if you invested you know directly in the in the funds themselves. And so over time, what we're looking to do is we're actually building out a suite or a portfolio of different hedge fund style strategies available to the everyday investor, as well as thinking about how to combine those strategies in the most effective way possible in the way institutions combine those strategies. And then we're, we've set our sights also looking at how do we bring investors access to things like uh, buyout private equity type returns, which is you know, a cornerstone of any big institutional investor portfolio. Um, by looking by creating portfolios of lookalike companies in the public markets, uh, and then you know going on to to venture capital and private credit and other areas of the market like that. The the, the real the real mission here is what, what we're creating is a whole portfolio of products really centered on this mission of diversified, low cost index products for two, for the two and twenty part of your portfolio. And when you say low cost, what is that? What does that mean? Well, if you think about it, 
um, for uh, you know two and twenty. There's a reason why I say that. That is the typical fee structure. And so what that means is that they most you know, a lot of these products have let's say a ten percent target gross of fees returns or the return before fees. Take the two off, take the twenty off, and that's something like four hundred basis points, four percent that exists in fees. Um, and you know we're looking to bring these products to market at under one percent fees, so about a quarter of the fees, and then uh, or less. And then I think another critical important uh, thing to think about for the everyday investor who has a taxable account is taxes matter. And there's a good, there's a critical reason why we construct these products in an ETF structure. And that's because ETFs are much more tax efficient, which means that when you buy the ETF and typically when you hold it for more than a year, you pay capital gains tax at the time of sale. Whereas lots of these other alternative investment strategies, collectibles, all sorts of different things, you're forced to pay taxes at a, at a higher rate. And often, um, even before you sell the position or the security. So that's really, what we're really focused on is something like a quarter to a fifth of the of the fee load and half the taxes of typical two and 20 products for the for a taxable investor. So that's that's the idea of the all in post fee post tax cost, something like one tenth of what it would have been to traditional. Good. That's that's fairly incredible. When other people look at you, they're like, "How are you doing this?" Or they're like, "Or you're you're pulling the curtain back, knock it off." That's right. That's right. No, there's. I, it's always great to talk to to folks in the in the two and twenty business in the hedge fund business who you know in a public way will say, oh, there's no way they can do that. I I don't believe it." And you, you talk to them you know privately afterwards, and they'll say. You got something. You got a pretty good idea here. You know, I, I th- this is where we're where the industry is going, uh, and you know, I'm just you know most most of what they say is I'm just trying to hold on <laughs> before you get really ramped up. Is what they mostly say. Um, Funny, yeah. <laughs> they're self aware at least. <laughs> good enough. Good. <laughs> um, do you see a future where you are? Are you currently able to be inside of IRAs and 401ks? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, the four, we, we could probably veer off and have a long conversation about the 401k industry, which is controlled by uh, a, a you know very small handful of operators that have uh, fund structures that are way too high fee and inefficient. So, you know, we're not going to get into those structures anytime soon because of their uh, – their structural exclusion of uh, of sophisticated or different investment strategies in those products, but for investors who have you know self directed IRAs, self directed four hundred one ks, or taxable accounts, in particular these stru- these structures are are particularly beneficial beneficial in taxable accounts because um, the ETF wrapper allows you to uh, trade or invest in these products as if you would a single stock. And that has a lot of tax advantages over time by shifting what is often would look more like, you know, dividend income or or um, or distribution, short term capital gains distributions into a longer term capital gain structure. So it's actually quite a good you know, we we think of it as a product designed for uh, for taxable accounts as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I love it. 
Well, Bob, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about unlimited funds and where can they buy them? Yeah, uh, uh, if you're interested in our products, uh, they're available on on all, all the major uh, uh, platforms. So you can go out there and and uh, look up, uh, you know, unlimited uh, on the platforms, and you'll find our products. Um, you can check out more about what we're doing with our products at unlimitedfunds.com. Uh, and for those of you who are uh, regularly engaged in the markets or interested in following the macro economy, I also uh, as a side hustle, run a pretty active uh, macro uh, Twitter and YouTube where you can find me uh, at Bobby Unlimited. Definitely check that out. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Bobby your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to unlimitedfunds.com and find Bob's offerings wherever you do your investing and just search for unlimited funds. And then what's the handle on the social media sites? Bob E, B-O-B-E. Bob E Unlimited, yes. Bob E Unlimited. And we will link all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Bob. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Till next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.